0: Today's episode of the TV Yearbook, we discuss feet, John Stamos, and why are we still talking about dinosaurs? So don't touch that dial. The TV Yearbook starts now.
1: Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of the TV Yearbook, a podcast about the best and worst episodes of iconic television shows. I am your first host, Dom. And I am your second host,
0: James. In each episode of the TV yearbook, we pick a popular TV show from the past and use the internet to discover its best and its worst episodes. Then we'll discuss them through the lens of today. And, just like your high school yearbook gave out superlative awards, like least likely to respect personal boundaries,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and most likely to puke then kiss someone. No. At the
3: end of the show, we will share our
0: <laughs> superlatives.
3: Right, Greg? <laughs> That's right, James. I'm your third host, Greg. For anyone new to the show, in season one of the TV yearbook, we looked at 80s crime-fighting TV, and in season two, we looked at 90s sci-fi In season three, we have been reviewing shows in the TGIF lineup. Our show today ran for eight seasons, starting in 1987. The show was created by Hanging with Mr. Cooper creator Jeff Franklin. James wanted me to remind you that he still wrote the movie Summer School. (laughs) (laughs) This show was constantly in the top 30 in the television ratings, and as time went on, the show started focusing more and more on the youngest daughter, Michelle, which objectively annoyed many Americans. Americans. This show was famous for being very family friendly and became known for its constant use of tug at the heartstrings music and it was a TGI staple <clears throat> and was a TG- and it was a TGIF staple for many, many years. It even had a five-season sequel series from 2015 to 2020 called Fuller House. And of course, our show today is Full House. The milkman, the
2: paperboy
3: Evening
1: Everywhere you San Francisco <laughs> sourdough <laughs> in, in the Brooklyn team. Bridge
0: Full House is about a widowed father, Danny Tanner Who enlists his brother-in-law, Uncle Jesse And his best friend, Uncle Joey To help raise his three girls, DJ, Stephanie, and Michelle And that's the whole show They all live together in San Francisco and live life together, and they grow to be better humans, and that is all you get for eight seasons of 192 episodes. It's that many. It's that Uh, many. I did the math. I counted them all.
1: (laughs) You don't sound satisfied.
0: (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) But Greg, do you want to give us the 90-second recap of the best episode, which was season three, episode 20, Honey,
3: I Broke the House? Sure thing, James. (laughs) So, (laughs) older sister DJ and her annoying friend Kimmy Gibbler are listening to music, doing some homework, and middle sister Stephanie has some high wants-to-play and middle sister Stephanie has some high want someone to play with energy. They say no. Danny and his uncle Jesse's girl. Dang it. Danny and uncle Jesse's girlfriend, Becky, played by the notorious Lori Laughlin, say no also. Now, Joey's in the yard with his new car and he notices a small chip in the paint. So he needs to walk to the nearby auto zone to get some touch-up paint, leaving the car with the keys in the yard. Stephanie hops in to play pretend, and she turns on the car, then turns on the radio by shifting the car into R. She thought that's the start of the radio. The car crashes through the house into the kitchen. Stephanie runs away from home to Becky's. Danny gets home. He's pretty upset. Jesse runs over to Becky's house and finds Stephanie hiding in the closet. She fesses up. They go home, and she and Danny have a talk with soft, dulcet background feelings music, all about what she did and then her punishment. And ultimately, Danny shares that he cares much more about her than Joey's car. Really, Dad? Yeah. And the app. And and the episode ends abruptly. Can
1: yeah. I can I make a timeout? There's some noise. On... I'm hearing a rustling. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's you, Greg. Yeah, I do too. <laughs>
2: There's, There's like you a
1: touching something with your hand. It's like uh, maybe you're making animal balloons. It's like someone doing a candy wrapper. I yeah, mean, or uh, it's like well, not yeah, like that, but it's like kind
0: of. Is it? That sounds exactly. It's maybe. it's Are your you rubbing headphones your rubbing your zipper. Uh.
1: <laughs> That's what it is. It's zipper on the microphone. Zip- Which zipper? I don't know. <laughs> oh, quit bragging.
3: <laughs> your old tripod. <laughs> Whoa, baby! I just wanted to know how strong your memories are of the show. I never
0: watched a single episode of this show.
2: Mm. I that can't be true.
0: Hated the theme song <laughs> so much. Mm. It's it ranks right up there with the tailspin theme song.
3: Tailspin theme song? Yes. Oh,
0: as soon as it would come on, I would just get sick to my stomach and I had to change the channel. Spin it. Oh, we Oh, gosh.
3: (laughs) Oh, we (laughs) all. I was oh. bugged by the tailspin theme song because I could never get the lyrics at the end of the song. Spin it and you win it and you gotta benefit it. And then you have to spin it, spin it, spin it. <laughs> it's like it's
2: that's, never close. That's probably it.
3: And we didn't have the internet to look up the lyrics, so we just had to guess wildly.
1: <laughs> and thus began your career of scatting. <laughs> Greg does have a contract waiting for him, I'm sure. <laughs>
3: We will say it's not good scat, so we'll say it's pretty crappy, like other scat.
0: Well, Greg, you always have uh, it's a bad joke. You you always, you always have uh, opinions on theme songs. Where does I this do. one rank for you?
3: Um, this one, I, I don't know, James. You didn't watch any episodes. I probably watched nearly all episodes of Full House several times. Oh, Don, wow. what about you?
2: I'm I'm
1: right in the middle. You know, I have several memories. You know of watching the show but when i when i you know think about what actual episode stories do you recall i don't have any actual memories of the whole like plots or anything i just remember punchlines and you know you know one liners
3: <clears throat> i certainly remember certain storylines but the theme song well absolutely remember that but also because of a couple things first off it's really wild to see like children sitting in the front seat of a convertible uh so it's really weird (laughs) to see that updated over 40 years like it's really weird to see that 40 years later like oh my gosh this seems so unsafe uh number two the shot at the beginning of the of the entire theme song it's like focused in on michelle right and then it slowly pans out Mm. And that's like a helicopter shot Mm -hmm. of them riding in a convertible over the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, I've always thought about that and the difficulty of making that happen.
1: I've never once had that thought ever.
3: I think about it weekly. Why? (laughs) (laughs) What would make that so hard? Because you got to get the helicopter. You got to get the car (laughs) on the freeway over the Golden Gate Bridge. You can't just stop can't just stop in the middle of the golden great bridge so it's like oh we missed the shot the helicopter wasn't close oh it was wobbly steve's getting a donut like everything <laughs> could go wrong so uh, i'm very impressed by that shot okay. okay plus just the constant saxophone that you'll see on every interstitial in this entire show That's, uh,
0: <laughs> those are fair points you're you're gonna have to take your your pullover off yeah It's a lot. The zipper is... It's a lot. (laughs) It's like you're playing the maracas. It's... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just constant.
1: (laughs) It's just a lot. There it is. Want to take this off, too? Take the next one off. All right. Go ahead. Record.
3: have mercy
1: that's enough about the theme song did you make your points there greg
3: um yeah i mean just a lot of the memories that i have of full house are from the theme song of course but also just just lots of specific memories from this uh the show and i i remember this episode i very much remember this episode do you like the theme song it's fine oh i prefer family matters more than it tom that's
1: that has to be his strongest opinion yeah, that's the, the most song. negative opinion we've heard about yeah. a theme song from Greg.
3: Yeah, it's really macabre.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I—I I mean, it—it de- it definitely. Would you back... would you
0: say that that the Full House theme song is the nadir of your theme songs?
1: <laughs> oh,
0: uh,
3: don't start I, that I again. I guess. Wait. I think it would be. I think it would All be. Right. I think I used it
1: appropriately. <laughs> I think it did. I'm not really sure.
2: <laughs> Wrong. I'm mean, going to have to go back to the last episode to know
1: for sure. Jeez. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, I mean, I was right away when this episode opens, you're in the sister's room. Michelle the was is the youngest kid. Mm-hmm. And this show, I think, is really trying to capitalize on her cuteness. You know, again, played by the Olsen twins. She has these one-liners, you know, you got it, dude. And these, I forget the other ones, but oh, yeah. all these little precious things that she says. You're and in
3: big trouble, mister. There Here you go.
1: go. There you go. Um. <laughs> so I have more to say about that later. But did you guys notice in the room, the sister's room, it's DJ and Stephanie, the older two. There are some people on the wall. Did you happen to notice any of the celebrities? No, I did not. Okay, I think. Who, who did you notice? Know well, I'm not 100, percent but I I'm eight. Go back and watch again. I think we have Mel Gibson.
2: <clears throat> oh, right. face,
1: yeah. I think we might also have um, Paula Abdul. Oh, if you look do we have Paula Abdul. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, Woo! straight up. And there's one more. I'm pretty sure. I really wish you guys would have seen it. I'm pretty sure it's George Michael. Mm. Oh, in the leather jacket. Yeah. I'm I think I did remember that. Sure. Yeah. So of those three, who of those three do you think had the uh most staying power? Uh
2: who
3: Apollo well, Abdul had American Idol, which helped. Mm. George yeah, Michael still... was constantly in the news.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 and And, uh, yeah, Mel Gibson, Gibson, he had a voicemail that went
1: viral. (laughs) (laughs) He did. He did a few things. He did a few things. Anyway, those are the three, those are the three, uh, uh, idols (laughs) in the room, it looked like to me. Well, they were listening to Paul Abdul a little bit later. They were. Well, and, but this, the opening scene, it was Millie Vanilli, right? Yeah, it was Millie Vanilli. Blame it on the rain. Oh, man. What a hit. Well, I want to talk about the
0: main thrust of this episode, which is Stephanie driving the car into the house, Mm -hmm. and she gets in the car. The keys are in the car. She drives the car into the house. There's not a single adult
1: in the house. (laughs) Right. Uh, it was a different time. A different time. Late eighties. Yeah. A different like time where show... child
0: negligence wasn't really a thing that we cared about.
3: Different. Feels like the show's <laughs> name is a misnomer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, man, single parents gotta work. Okay, there's stuff to do. <laughs>
2: no, they had. There man.
1: were three grown ass men,
0: who not a single one. Accepted responsibility.
1: Yeah,
3: Joey was just around the corner. He did say he didn't show up have, till
1: the very end. He says, though, I shouldn't have left the keys in the ignition.
3: He did. There's say your ownership.
1: That's, yes. Oh, there's your ownership. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Children mm-hmm. ran a car through the house. Other children could have died. You know oh. what? I shouldn't have left those keys in the car for a ten-year-old
1: <laughs> to be able to drive. And that, I shouldn't that, have. Oh, God, that house was really messed up. I mean, when it yeah. comes, I thought it was going to be like, Oh, like just kind of breaks through. they, I mean, they really <laughs> like the whole wall came down. It's an earthquake. And it just, but then it, did you notice it didn't, it seemed like it should keep going, but it just kind of stops the yeah, car. There's, <laughs>
3: uh, i don't think there's a table hitting sensor in reverse it, it just, yeah,
1: the, the car's in reverse why does it why does it stop but
3: i believe it was a 63 rambler it, it can go work? through I'm the wall of the
1: house but it stops at a chair at the foundation is, <laughs> yeah oh, okay yeah i
3: mean i don't know why it stopped but there was clearly a stunt double in the car if you noticed and looked closely
1: oh i didn't see that
3: they must have taken Jody Sweeten out of the car, mm. put it in, put in another well, person.
1: At least someone was responsible on set. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, she did. She knows that she buckled up before she put it into reverse. Good job. They are sending oh. good messages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna start the car of an adult, make sure you buckle mm-hmm. up first. Jody <laughs> Sweeten, Stephanie, when she was
3: a role model at that time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy! And then, now,
3: I, oh, go oh, ahead. Boy. I was wondering. I was wondering if maybe the showrunners, who undoubtedly did not like this show, were secretly <laughs> hoping the entire set would be destroyed, <laughs> and then they wouldn't have to continue with the show. We could
1: finally move on.
3: <laughs> and that was the finale.
1: <laughs> we thought we we're gonna end it in season three. Nope. Backfired. Okay. Why? Why is DJ? She's like the big sister. And she's, like, taking everybody's picture? Did I miss something? Why does she keep taking pictures of everything going on? Insurance.
3: <laughs> Insurance. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> We're exchanging information. <laughs> now, think about you as a 13-year-old, and you just had a camera. Would you be taking pictures of all this? Yes.
2: I
0: guess. I, I, was, guess. I was 13. No. I don't think that would have ever been on my radar. I was 13. I had cameras at my
1: disposal. I didn't use them for anything. No, you had only so much film. So you were like pretty like serious about what you took pictures of. I
0: had no film. My parents had plenty.
1: Exactly. (laughs) They had a a plethora of film that I could show through. Did you ever put the film in the wrong way and try to take a picture and like, Oh, my God, I'm breaking the camera. Is it even possible wow. to do that? Oh, yeah.
2: Well, I don't I know. If,
1: if you're strong enough. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, DJ, when she goes to college, she majors in photography. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> I assume. <laughs> so As I okay. want to do. <laughs> so after
0: the car and the pictures, oh. Stephanie runs away. Mm-hmm. And she goes to, well, I guess she's not Aunt Becky at this moment, is she?
3: Is she? She will be.
1: She she's Aunt Aunt will be. To be. Yeah. At the um, end
3: of
0: this season. That um, Uncle Jesse shows up and Stephanie hides in the closet, and then of course Uncle Jesse goes to open the closet, and she's <laughs> hanging there in the coat.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was funny.
0: That that was the first time I laughed in this episode yeah and it was a good hearty laugh that was, was funny that was hilarious I would say I would argue it is easily in the top three funniest moments of
1: all of our tgif shows mm. maybe I mean if you take out both dinosaurs episodes, yeah, it would be in the top. <laughs> <That's so wise.
3: laughs> if you don't, if you haven't listened to our dinosaurs
0: episode, everybody—it's the Nadir of all of our episodes. <laughs> possibly, <laughs> quite possibly.
1: Uh, did you guys notice though that Aunt Becky's living room was looked very familiar? Did you notice the set? No, no. Uh, it looked a lot like. Uh, hanging with mr Cooper slash no it could have been it could have been the fresh prince living no there. it had different furniture that's not possible go back different and look at look at the where the stairs different are. carpet the couch is <laughs> <laughs> I think it
3: could be the same I'll tell you one thing though when uncle Jesse comes over uh, there's no indication that there's a crisis in his world. Right. That a car Even though... has destroyed a portion <laughs> of their home. He doesn't mention it to Becky. Not... He doesn't say a word. All he does is like he wants a little action. He's bringing roses. <laughs> anyway, I just found that kind of a bad That was
1: hilarious. No, because she was going out for on a business dinner with yes. this with this hunky, you know, former athlete or something. So he mm-hmm. was like jealous and that was that you're right it was hilarious <laughs> that's on your mind I actually was like didn't he shouldn't is should he be looking for Stephanie or should he be like
2: Freaking out that there's no
1: wall in their house.
3: There uh, are two major problems: a, a child wall is, is missing, and a child and is a missing. child is
1: gone. And actually, Joey's—it's Joey's car, so nobody knows like where's Uncle Joey. He's at, at the yeah. store. He's oh, at the it. store. No, I know that, but but Jesse doesn't know that. <laughs> like. Look, no all,
3: one knows this.
0: All you guys are are doing is just highlighting my thesis of being correct. Of this is complete negligence.
3: We got to cram. <laughs> That's a this lot.
0: episode. It's all about the negligence.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I do know that I am going to have to punish you, big time.
3: Like I wish, I wish we could have seen the scene uh, of Jesse leaving the house. He's like, "Well, yeah. my best friend Joey's gone." <laughs> His car's here, but no it's Joey. in the kitchen. No
1: Joey. <laughs>
3: the eight-year-old's missing, and uh, the house is destroyed. I got to go. <laughs> go. I got to
1: go. I got to check on my girlfriend. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've you know. All known, you got the itch. You got to scratch it. We've all had that friend, so. though. We've all had that friend that's just so obsessed about the relationship. They can't mm-hmm. see the car in the kitchen or deal with other things. Ooh. like, snap out of it, bro. Snap out of it.
0: Wow, so huh. the, under the, that's like, that's a, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
3: That's a, the narcissistic attitude, the narcissistic attitude.
0: Yep, that word.
3: Uncle Jesse. Or I the don't power know, he... of
0: love. The power of love. Huey Lewis knew it all along. <laughs> 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 it was the 80s. <laughs> all right, so we've talked about our favorite uh, parts of the show. Let's talk mm-hmm. about just in general, why is this considered the best episode and i will say for my end that i think starting with the coat gag which was really hilarious and mm-hmm. it's worth 20 minutes of watching the episode just for that it's really funny but it got better from that moment on and it got funnier uh there was another line in there oh, let me see if i can find it Oh, yeah. The the line where they're getting ready for dinner, and I can't remember who says it, but I'll set the car. Oh, gosh. I laughed. I laughed out loud. You did. I did. I I, I did. I thought it was a really good line. But anyway, so I think it got better. (laughs) So the ending was really good. I think compared to our other shows, like this one with the car going through the wall, like there was a little bit of action yeah. like in the episode, which I think is pretty rare for probably this show at at, at minimum, <clears throat> definitely for this show. Yeah. And even though like I thought the ending was corny, like it was a pretty good, wholesome exchange between father and daughter. And I thought it was a although it was abbreviated for television, I thought it was a pretty true to life exchange between the two. So that's why I think this is probably considered the best.
3: I like the heart-to-heart at the end. And it it shows the balance between punishment for doing something ridiculous, but also, hey, I love you far more than Joey's car. So <laughs> and that, I thought that was, that was nice
1: as well. It was a good episode. Um, th- did you want to say more about the DJ joke? No, uh,
3: actually, I,
1: I want to say that. something
3: else anyway. Okay. Yeah, uh, James took my DJ joke. Like, the... Yeah, James, you're right. The dad, you want me to set the car? Like, oh, that's a great oh, joke. Oh, yeah. I laughed out loud. That, that was, was DJ's that joke. Was okay. DJ's it. joke. I want to set the car. Got it. Got uh, it. Just make sure you get the hubcaps out for plates or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the good hubcaps <laughs> anyway, out. Uh, I don't yeah. I
1: did, that one didn't get me. But so, I did. overall,
3: actually, I said it was a good episode. It was an okay episode. I was. It was fun. Was it was fine.
1: entertaining. It was a good. I think, you know, the child acting. You know, this of all the episodes or of all the shows this season, um, we have, you know, really good child acting. It is cheesy. They are being told to overdo it. Um, But I think that makes that's why the show is is watched. I think Um, one of the things that I I realized, though, is that this show is basically dinosaurs without puppets. (laughs) No, it's not. It is No, it's basically not. It's a it's 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 more live action
0: Bernstein Bears.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's
0: that's what it is.
1: I, but they have but they have jokes. They have jokes. The Bernstein Bears eh. Or is it Baronstein Bears? Baron Baronstein Bears, I believe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> which i just found out recently is a thing yeah but anyway
1: mandela yeah. effect
0: we could have we yeah. could start a whole new podcast uh-oh
3: anyway <laughs> but james i think your point is well taken on that by the way Dom, continue sorry
1: uh <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> what's
0: james's point hold on before oh, we, we move on i okay. do want to clarify Because, Greg, after your little thing, you said, it's just an okay episode. I want to clarify, I think this episode sucks. I think this, it's a terrible, I did not like this show. The only points Uh, I made are why people out in the internet might think this is the best episode. So I just want to clarify for the public Uh, that the coat gag was funny. There was some action. Good ending, but look, I didn't like it.
1: <laughs> okay, fine.
0: That's oh. just those are my reasons why someone would think. Well, you're it's just the best episode.
1: So you are proving my thesis, which is this show is basically an equivalent of dinosaurs. You have a baby with a bunch of one-liners, <laughs> saying the same thing over and over. Everyone's obsessed with the saying the same thing the baby says baby Michelle or toddler Michelle Check. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you got, okay. you got three parent figures basically in dinosaurs. It's the two parents and the grandmother. And <laughs> you know, you got three kids, they're puppets and <laughs> <laughs> they're all puppets. Just <laughs> basically puppets. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. Uh, so I feel like I like di- as you know, I prefer Dinosaurs to Full House.
0: Uh, Yes, unfortunately, we all know that.
1: I did. I was entertained. I didn't think it was garbage. I think it's a show that you could watch with your kids. And even though it's dated in many ways, it it creates some talking points if you're going to watch it as a family. I like that. Same as dinosaurs. The story of
3: dinosaurs is the story of Full House. It's the same story. Puppets and (laughs) prehistoric. And and Uncle Joey is is crotchety grandma. There's so (laughs) many parallels. I will not keep this, but it's like the old uh, SNL Bill Bryson. No, Bill Bryson has done this. Bill Bill Bryson, whatever his name is.
2: Bill Brasky. Bill Brasky,
3: thank you. Bill Brasky, Bill Brasky, and then Will Ferrell's like, the story of Johnny Appleseed is the story of Bill Brasky, except for the part about planting apple seeds and not raping men. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we will not keep that. But, but
3: my guess, Yeah, the story of dinosaurs. It's just basically full house.
1: the same.
0: <laughs> it's basically the same. All right. Well. Uh, I think we're done talking about our best episode, but before we take a look at the worst, Greg, it sounds like you might be
3: enjoying a new craft soda. Tell us about it. Mm, I got it right here. I still have not looked at it. I pulled it at random, put it in the refrigerator earlier today, and uh, gentlemen, uh, what do we got here? Let's take a look. It is Jackson Hole Soda.
1: Jackson Hole. Grand Tetons.
0: Grim
1: Jackson's teapot. Jackson's yep. hole? Jackson's hole. Soda. <laughs> well, is it taste like soda. S- sweat?
3: Nope. <laughs> sweat uh, wet. Jacksonhole soda.com. <laughs> this no. is grape. Oh. This is grape. Oh. That's not and, my favorite.
1: Uh, you, don't I, like, I, you don't like a good I grape soda? I hate grape flavored everything. Oh. oh my gosh. Yeah. What I is, do not like grape flavor. Grape flavor? Sprinkles. No, that's the worst combo. <laughs> all right, Wyoming. let's talk about the worst. <laughs> Wyoming, known for their, their vast vineyards. Their grapes and grapes. holes. <laughs>
0: Indeed. Uh, all right, Greg, tell us the 90-second plot line for the worst episode, which is Season 8, Episode 15, My Left
3: and Right Foot. Sure. This is... <laughs> this is five years after the first episode so everyone's five years older jesse and becky are married and they have two uh and they have twin two-year-old boys so there are nine humans living in this full house Mm. first the b story danny joey and jesse are singing sweet harmonies to the twins at bedtime so becky joins in this so what
0: i'm sorry i i spoke too soon is so so stupid oh you're such a hater
3: you'll you'll such a hater my goodness uh so jesse danny and joey are singing sweet harmonies to the twins at bedtime becky joins in the singing and it's not good jesse later gives her a singing lesson and he tells her she's bad later on though she's singing to the boys and at that moment jesse realizes that since she's singing from the heart with love it's actually really good Some of the emotional music is played in the background, Jesse apologizes, and they make out in front of their kids. Meanwhile, (laughs) not wrong, (laughs) meanwhile... The three Tanner girls and Kimmy Gibbler are shopping for shoes. Michelle's feet have grown quite a bit, and DJ Stephanie and Kimmy make fun of her with some biting foot-related humor. Mm. She has a bad dream that night that her growing feet are out of control, and the next day her friend Lisa comes over and recommends shrink wrap and ice water. It's very cold, that water, and everyone tells Michelle to take her feet out of the water and that everything's going to be okay, and it is. End of show.
0: <laughs> All right. So what were, uh, what were your favorite parts yeah. of this worst episode?
3: You know, Dom, you mentioned in the previous, uh, episode, I'm sorry, Dom, you mentioned a couple minutes ago in the best episode about child acting. And that's my question for you is we've watched both episodes. Now, who are the best actors on this show? I, I don't uh,
0: know.
1: I
3: think uncle Jesse <laughs>
1: I, are we are we just talking child I guess, actors? I guess Uncle. I mean Uncle Jesse is the most Handsome. charming. Yeah, I mean he's the most. He is so good looking. He's very very oh. easy on the eyes. And oh so Lori Laughlin. I mean I know in, she's yeah. a felon, and that well, changes now. some things. <laughs> she's just trying to stay relevant.
0: The, they have to be. She's... of all of our TGIF <laughs> shows know, the most attractive people that we've seen.
1: Definitely John the most Stamos. photogenic. Yeah, John Stamos for sure. Whew. Um, There's
3: a reason why John Stamos is first in the theme song. It's not alphabetical.
1: Oh yeah, he's top billing, isn't he? Yeah,
3: oh. I don't know if he did stuff before Full House, but I
0: think John soap operas.
1: I think you he think, was a soap opera guy.
0: You think that was a uh, that was done on purpose? Well, what I else would so.
1: it be? John Stamos st-
3: comes after Saget.
1: It is strange that he's Yeah, he's the top billed actor when maybe Bob he's Saget, the youngest of the adults.
0: I don't think they did it that
1: way. Maybe he showed up to set first. Oh yeah, He's the early the early bird gets the worm. That's how they did it. All right, you're here first, so you get
0: to be on the on the show
1: first.
3: Dave Coulier
1: is over at the snack table. <laughs> but okay, he is the funniest. Oh, cut it out. He is definitely the funniest actor on the show, though. I think John Stamos. Yeah. No, no, Uncle Joey. Oh, um. Uh, at no? least in lame
3: 80s humor. sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: sure. OK, maybe. Uh, yeah.
3: But I, I agree that like John Stamos and Lori Laughlin, incredibly photogenic. But here's here's my thought. Uh, say what you will about Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen in the first episode mm-hmm. when they're uh, when they're really doing a good job with those one lines. You know, they hire the twins so that each twin only has to learn half of the lines. And the thing that impresses me, I looked it up at this show uh, in that first episode. Uh, they are three and a half years old mm. and they're three so, and three and a half years old. Wow.
1: In our first episode,
3: in our first episode, so season in, three. I, OK, in the season three. That is nuts. Yeah. Like, yeah. gentlemen, we've had three and a half year olds wandering around our respective homes. Mm-hmm. And for a three and a half year old to do. What they did, even if it was halftime because of the twinsiness, which is not a word. Uh, (laughs) The fact is, I thought the child actors did a really, really good job. I'm more referring to the first episode because the second one was more meh. But gosh, three and a half. And the twins are under three years old. Yeah, And they're doing the same thing. They're very cute. These (laughs) one-liners and it's both of them. So they don't have the twinsiness factor. They have to memorize all their lines. It's pretty good.
0: What did uh, what did you guys think of the shoe salesman?
1: Yeah, well, I immediately thought of uh, another show that I really, really like.
0: If you say dinosaurs, I'm quitting.
1: <laughs> no, I know what you're going to say.
0: Love, Is and it...
1: marriage, love, love and marriage. Love and marriage. Well, yeah, it reminded me of how much this, you know. My, I have, I have a family member who is struggling with work right now. That's not this. It's not this is a joke. He's actually struggling. So he's like, saw this ad for a Macy's uh, uh, department store job. He's like, I can do that. You know, I'm gonna go, whatever. And he's, um, uh, he did the interview. He got, he got the offer. He's like, great. We need you in women's underwear. That's our number one need. And he was like, oh no no do you have anything else and he's like and they're like well we also need you in women's shoes at macy's and he was like wtf what am i gonna do he's like i can't become al bundy but anyway so this guy the shoe salesman reminded me of all of these things where it's like in the show married with children it's constantly like such a bummer that he's um a women's shoe salesman Somebody really thought that through as a difficult job for a curmudgeon. This guy, though, he seems to be just really happy to be there. Yeah.
2: He He seems
3: all right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's got some nice slick back hair. And the best part for me was that they had a do not. Uh, do not let Kimmy Gibbler in this establishment. They had like a little poster <laughs> yeah, yeah, with her picture that. on it. Was saying, do yeah. not let this young woman in our shoe store because of smelly feet. Yeah, that is, was... that,
0: is that a running gag in the show?
3: I think it uh, is. Oh, is. Okay. okay. I, I believe I have recollections that. Uh. Uh, Gibbler's feet are notorious for just being awful smelling. For stank. But, yeah. So the fact that she had the, he had the poster, he went behind the counter. and was like, "I'm sorry, ma'am, we we don't serve your feet here."
1: <laughs> That's the only way that to make was, the job tolerable.
3: Yeah, that was all right.
1: What about the next scene where the trio, the three, the three dad, <sighs> dad figures are together and they're singing? in perfect harmony with Uncle Jesse on his guitar, uh, the Winnie the Pooh song. Kenny, Is it Kenny Loggins? Is that Loggins, Messina, and... Frankie?
3: Frankie.
0: <laughs> what Huey are you Lewis?
1: talking about? <laughs> they're the singing song. a
3: great trio song.
0: They're yeah, singing a
1: uh... the Kenny Loggins song, the Christopher Robin song. Anyway. Oh, they're... I thought
0: like they made that song up. Oh, no. that's for a... the show. No, no. That's a real song. I didn't that's... know it was a real song.
1: Oh, boy. Well Wow. Well,
0: I'm, I'm sorry I'm not out? as cultured okay. as, uh, <laughs> as you two here. Jeez, I didn't know I was in the presence of royalty.
2: Yeah,
1: well, now you know. So deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was I was really struck by how well they were harmonizing in the show. I know, like, Uncle Jesse is supposed to be a musician professionally, and I guess John Stamos has a, a good voice. But uh, then Aunt Becky comes in and ruins the whole thing, like Greg said in mm-hmm. the
3: Hello. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. I just, I feel like this is season eight mm-hmm. and it is, it is a really weird, unbelievable. It is, it is an unbelievable plot point that aunt Becky, that uncle Jesse doesn't know how bad of a singer she is. Like as a professional musician for the person who you're married to, to all of a sudden surprise you with her terrible, singing
0: well what also makes it unbelievable is that they make the point to say that these three guys do this on a nightly basis yeah and these twin boys are what Greg three three and a half yeah. mm-hmm. right so it is completely ridiculous that he has never stumbled in on aunt Becky singing to her children it's weird yeah it is it is stupid it is dumb.
3: You don't see full house very often just being unbelievable. <laughs> and yet here we are. Here we
1: are. This is this is <laughs> it's benign, but it's like I don't buy this at I'm all. I'm not buying this part of the plot. <laughs> uh but I did love Uncle Joey's joke uh that this is poo. Bro. The poo. <laughs> the poo on Tandra. Uh <laughs> when he heard I had mean... Becky singing.
3: That's poo, all right. You know, even though they eventually kind of make up and make out, for that matter, uh, you know that was that was the that was the moment in the show where you heard the heartwarming music. Because never forget, Full House. Even as a ten-year-old, mm. we were expecting the music. Oh yeah, the music to come on. That was the thing. Like me and the brothers would look at each other. Uh, here it's time. We would turn it off sometimes. Just because once the cheesy music started and there was going to be about a life lesson,
0: nope. <laughs> canceled. Not going to do it. That's how we don't want no culture. moral to the story.
3: No, we don't. But, I mean, I should have kept it turned on because uh, right at the end when they make up, and I'm sorry, Becky, you're actually a really good singer because it's heartwarming and heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Speaking of felt, take a look at where Uncle Jesse's hand is during that scene because mm-hmm. – he is right in the middle of the torso.
1: Oh, I did <laughs> and, notice that, yeah. And, he had he had a good uh, finger spread right there. Oh, yes, there. he did. Yeah. It
3: was over the entire thorax, and, and it was <laughs> a situation.
2: <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> All
0: right, well, after the stinging is the nightmare sequence. How well do you guys remember the nightmare sequence? I'd say mostly. Okay. I watched did, this two hours I, ago. Did I pass? I remember it well.
3: <laughs>
0: Do did the sound effects during the nightmare sequence strike a chord with you? Oh yes. Yeah. What that was... who was drunk in the sound booth
1: yeah. during that
0: that part of the show?
1: <laughs> yeah, just give us a flavor of, of uh what we're dealing with here.
3: Are you talking about the dun, 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 oh, when the my, big yes. feet were revealed
1: and I was yes. looking for a
3: groundhog. Oh, my gosh.
0: Not was... th- yeah,
1: and more than that, there was the, they brought out a big can of foot spray and uh, there was some other <laughs> weird giant prop. Yes. I mean, uh, I get
0: it's a nightmare, it's a dream sequence, but.
1: They went a little too oh heavy. Oh, my gosh.
0: That well, was... also,
1: also the visual, they had this cartoonish, special effect with the feet growing. Do you remember that? <laughs> like what are we watching right now? This is this is mid 90s and Star Trek the Next Generation way surpasses this technology <laughs> <laughs> 10 years earlier. What how did we go back so far?
3: I don't know, but that giant foot that keeps growing and growing and growing and Joey says "tickle it." It's all very Weird. bizarre. Yeah. And you know, they just have those extra props lying around. And you know what? That's what makes me really appreciate uh, just the, the fun ideas that people have, prop people have, like, hey, let's make a big can of foot spray. And you know, remember, you mentioned Star Trek. Remember how much the, the Picard's flute sold for? Like $50,000? Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a full house auction. No, and that can of foot spray. No, don't say it. It sold for twenty five thousand dollars. No, that's it
0: disgusting. Didn't. What is what you just made that up? I, I
3: did, but <laughs> I just wanted
0: to – I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been lying to you so
1: much this God. episode. Uh, well, <laughs> it was so, the Dream Seekers was so trippy. It reminded me yeah. – um, I, th- I almost wondered if they were trying to give us a Winnie the Pooh dream sequence with the Heffalumps and all the weird, bizarre acid trip stuff going on. I feel like there's some Beatles drug – symbolism behind this episode somewhere and i didn't have you... the time to research the writers but i think one of the writers has an acid drug problem or something there's got to be something wow. like that going on
0: you, i think you're giving them way too much credit for <laughs> no. all aspects of this show
3: not enough credit you know george harrison's back in the writer's room somewhere Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make this more trippy <laughs> uh i did i did love the lighting moment Right when, like, Michelle is like, ah oh, my feet. And she, like, lifts back the blanket and her yeah. feet are huge. Yeah. Another dun, dun, dun. And the spotlight, shoom, right there. It just, it's the perfect moment. So, some lighting guy was really excited to, mm. to spotlight that exact moment. So, touche for that. All mm. right. So, <clears throat> at the end of the episode,
0: when we're all learning a valuable lesson, Uncle Joey <laughs> makes the comment that uh, when he was younger – that kids would call him a toe head because his head was shaped like a toe.
1: My head is shaped like a toe. <laughs>
2: it's not. Let him finish, Michelle. This should be good.
1: You see, when I was growing up, uh, everybody called me toe head.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> Joey,
3: toe head is an expression that people use to describe kids with very blonde
2: hair. (laughs) Get
0: completely out of here. Had you guys ever heard that phrase ever before in your life? Never. Never. (laughs) Ever before. (laughs) What?
2: okay i was still, I, i'm still i was
0: prepared to be the only one
1: so i don't know. i don't feel so bad no oh for three i was just a swing and a miss for toehead i, I doubt that it's real i mean i think the internet is playing a hoax on us because when i googled I it it appears to have been a 14th century reference it's <laughs> been around for hundreds of years but they can't it the
0: audience laugh. well the <laughs> did, audience did, is not real
3: did you ask your wives
1: no, no. Oh,
3: I did. She's like,
1: yeah. I don't so, need to what? give my wife any more reason to <laughs> have any more. Hey, babe, more... what's the toe head? <laughs>
3: uh,
0: Well, I, I was. Asked.
3: She knew.
2: As, really? uh,
0: mm-hmm. oh man. In in reflecting on that, I was curious if there are any things, anything in your lives that uh, you didn't figure out until later in life.
3: Oh, fine. All right, so <laughs> uh, way, way too late in my life. Way, way too late in my life did I find out. I don't want to say recently, but I also don't want to say more than three years ago.
0: <laughs> Menstrual cycle? Uh,
3: no, 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 it's not Menzies. Um, <laughs> it would be... Uh, how did I ask the question? Fine. I'll just say it. So I asked, I looked at all these like chickens that are in cages, like laying eggs. Mm. And I looked and I was like, where's the rooster? Mm. And they're like, there's no rooster. I'm like, how is there not a rooster? How are they laying eggs? Like Greg, they do that regardless. <laughs> I was like,
2: mm. Mm, I don't
1: think you're right. <laughs>
3: someone, someone grew up in the suburbs. <laughs>
1: Oh, goodness. Embarrassingly late. Oh, embarrassingly
2: my Embarrassingly late. That's pretty Surprise, funny.
0: you didn't figure that out after that episode of Seinfeld. Huh? Where George Costanza's dad is talking about, so the rooster has sex with the chicken. <laughs> so who's having sex with the
3: hen? <laughs> and that's how they get their eggs, obviously. <laughs>
0: Well, the, the first one, I mean, there are many examples that I feel that I could draw to, but the first one I thought of was Cadbury eggs. I remember, you know the commercial where all the animals are trying out to be the Cadbury bunny, and there's that part in the commercial where they break the egg open yes. and all the yeah. stuff? Well, in my five-year-old brain, I legitimately thought it was a raw egg oh, encased shit. in chocolate. Oh, Oh, they it. And it ya. was right around this time that I was uh, exposed to Rocky, mm. and there's the scene in Rocky oh, yeah. where he's drinking, he's drinking the eggs, yeah. the raw oh, eggs. Wow. So yeah. I just put it all together. Like, man, old people really like to eat weird <laughs> ass things. <laughs> well, fast forward to the age of twenty, and I met. My grandmother's house, and she has this bowl of Cadbury eggs. And I'm just sitting there being like, see? <laughs> see? I told you. <laughs> Old people. And she's like, you can have one. I'm like,
2: I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> and she
0: gives me the strange look. She's like, it's just, you don't like it? It's just chocolate and sugar. <laughs> and you're like, and no. then for the first time in my life, I thought critically And realize, (laughs) of course, it is. And uh, I carefully opened one up and realized, uh, yeah, it's not a raw egg inside of chocolate. And um, I love them. I love them now.
3: James, is it odd that both of those were egg related?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good point. Uh, I didn't put that together. Well done. Well done.
3: Someone grew up in the suburbs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't have yeah. one. I well there's one thing I still don't know like what in your belly button there is lint. How does it I need someone to explain how that happens.
3: How it Stanglish gets there. there? Static electricity
1: no. pulls it in. No, in? it's not
0: static electricity. Is it gravity? Yeah,
3: yeah it is, I no, assume. No,
0: it's, it's not gravity.
3: <laughs> what is, is Sideways it? Sideways gravity. Is it... <laughs> no, your body is not a celestial body. Is it egg-related?
1: <laughs> is it menses? What's yes, happening?
3: It's,
0: it's the eggs in your belly button <laughs> are attracting the lint for warmth.
1: It doesn't make sense that it gets stuck in the hole. What you did today is the
3: stupidest thing you've ever
0: done. Well, you know what? You know what I think would be a really good idea? We should just leave this up to our audience to answer for us. Oh. You can contact us uh, at the TV yearbook at gmail.com or at any social media sites. Mm. But anyway, why are you lazy to use Google? Why?
3: <laughs>
0: why do we think that this is voted the worst episode of the series? I'm not sure right? it is. Oh. Well, my here's here are here is my reasonings for why this is considered the worst. Number one, the stories, the two stories that are featured in this episode, are stupid. Third lane <laughs> teasing about feet and terrible singing that you should have known about, but John Stamos just chooses to be a dick about it are just <laughs> dumb. And the two stories have nothing to do with each other yeah which is i went back and looked. it is a common theme that we have seen in other worst episodes Hmm. we saw it in the boy meets world episode with which had the witches which Hmm. also starred candace cameron Oh, um, and topanga's fear of flying
2: Mm -hmm.
0: all right two stories nothing to do with each other and Hmm. then we saw it Unfortunately, as much as I don't want to say this, we saw it in Babylon 5. I don't remember that. The boxing match, and then the when the the captain's grandmother dies, or father oh, dies. Oh,
1: yeah. Totally unrelated.
0: Right, So two unrelated stories. So there's mm-hmm. just that theme, I don't know, that pops up in other worse episodes. But okay. I
1: think the biggest
0: dagger is I watched this episode with my 10-year-old daughter, and she loved it. Really? <laughs> Oh, she was cackling the whole time. <laughs> I believe it, and i I can't think of a better piece of evidence than that.
1: <laughs> oh, That's she's gonna strong. she's gonna hear this someday and question you on that. What's that supposed to mean?
0: Before I came to here tonight to record, she's like, "Can we watch that show again?" <laughs> no, no, we cannot. Not. gotta happen
3: i mean it's a wholesome show james very wholesome it is Uh, a
0: wholesome show
3: but i will say kind of similarly to you um i watched it with uh also a child and right as the child was going to bed he looked at me and said i'm gonna have nightmares about feet
2: (laughs) oh no
1: (laughs) so
3: (laughs) i don't think that's high praise so thank you so thank you for that so if he wakes up miserably believing his feet are growing to an insane size uh it's full house's fault which is what i say about most things in life that's not a big problem a big problem is like if um well if 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 like your butt fell off
1: (laughs) (laughs) what well you'd you'd be totally out of the mooning business
3: (laughs) i will say just really quick uh the one joke that I did enjoy was um, – do you remember one of the names that Bigfoot Michelle was called by her sisters? Um, no, no. <laughs> she got called Pauline Bunyan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, all right. Mm. We got like lots of foot and large-related stuff and girl-related stuff all in one joke, so.
0: All right, so we've talked about the Best of Worst episodes. Let's talk about just the series as a whole. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I want to start off with a question. Is this show too wholesome? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or is it no? Is it
0: too wholesome to be remotely entertaining to individuals that have, I don't know, the emotional maturity above 16? I
1: mean, it's not written for that demographic. So it was, t- like, consistently in the Nielsen top whatever 25, most of the seasons were. I think Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's pandering to kids cuteness. There is, you know, people that want to watch weird family dynamics. I mean, the premise on paper is dark, right? This widower loses his wife, becomes a single father over some tragedy, you know, a really good-looking brother-in-law and a really funny, you know, other brother, three three men in a baby best style, best friend, whatever, come in <laughs> and save the day. And it's like, you know, these blundering parent things are going on with these three guys raising these three girls um, with no mom. And uh, they could have capitalized on that way differently than I think they did. I mean, I'm not... We'll have to defer to Greg on how well of it, you know, how much they did that throughout the rest of the seasons. So I don't remember. But um, I don't know. I feel like it's uh, they do a good job of trying to shoot that gap for difficult, weird dynamics in a family.
3: Also, but the show was oh, uh, the show demonstrated a wholesome family environment that's not a nuclear family and i think that's that's part of the i don't want to say full house is progressive or anything (laughs) but i do want to say that this concept this family structure where you have a bunch of different people from different backgrounds or like different family dynamics all living in the one house i think i think that's very very new considering the kind of television in the 50s and 60s and 70s I mean, you think of other shows that are similar to this that come later, like Step by Step. The mom and the dad uh, were divorced, and they divorced their old partners, and then they got together. And Now it's like a mixed family, right? Mm-hmm. And what we will see is non-nuclear families more and more in television. Mm-hmm. I mean, before this, you had Three's Company and whatnot, which is mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> interesting dynamic, too,
1: with— Webster. Yeah. <laughs>
3: webster different strokes yeah i guess they were unique family dynamics for the 1980s but i don't know my 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 question kind of comes (laughs) into would you ever do this would you ever do this family structure and let me be more specific would you ever have like nine people would you ever like, have your best friend moved in? Not just that. Would you have your brother-in-law and his new wife and their two twins, their twins, move up into the attic uh, above where you live and just have nine people live? Would you ever consider this? If the
1: ratings were high enough. <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's – well – you know what property costs in San Francisco? I mean, I guess that's probably how a lot of people make it work. I guess so. Wow.
0: I, I mean, <clears throat> I would say I have done this. I mean, we, uh, not in the too distant past, we had a whole another family, family of four, move into our house, so we had nine people living in the house. Yeah. Was it did, like a sitcom? And how it did was you? Blessed. How we did you?
1: James, how did you convince your wife that this was a good idea? It was her idea. (laughs) (laughs) I just... That missed. (laughs) You'll explain it to him someday. I didn't... What did you you say? Uh, Nothing. It missed. Oh. Yeah. In other words, yeah. Would you personally choose that independent of a spouse that was requesting it
0: um i mean yeah i was i was fine with it we i mean we had a blast what if you didn't talk like the people well then that would make it more difficult
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have have you not had an occasion where you had a house guest staying just a little too long um sinbad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have an opossum that keeps visiting us
3: when's that house guest or house party i think
1: it's uh, that's house guest house party
0: is kid and play, kid and play. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Um. now i do have a question because i did not watch this show but watching these two episodes it really feels like this show is centered like It's about the kids. Like, the adults were very much supporting actors in these two episodes. The best episode, Stephanie was the main character. In the worst episode, Michelle was the main character. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's true. That was just the impression that I got. Mm -hmm. I think, was this, did
1: this show air after school? 7 p.m., Friday night. Oh, so it was late.
0: I feel like this became more popular when it was in syndication, when it was showing
1: after school. Because that's when I remember watching it, so it must have been in syndication.
3: No, we watched it at 7 p.m. on Again, it was Full House at 7, Family Matters at 7.30, Central Time. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then 8 o'clock was uh, Step by Step or Dinosaurs. And then finally 8.30 was The Disappointing Perfect Strangers. (laughs) Oh, man. Such better memories of that than reality, apparently. Same thing with Full House, though. I've mentioned it before, but I'll try to just mention it as slowly as possible. Not as slowly, as quickly as possible. Uh, Full House and Family Matters are early to mid-1980s shows, trying to live in a baby boomer kind of world. And like Hang With Mr. Cooper is uh, an example of a kind of 90s show that's getting gradually more and more edgy. There's nothing edgy about Full House.
1: Wasn't there ever – wasn't there Mm – there were episodes where there were some edgy things happening. I thought
3: Stephanie smoked. Yeah, so it's kind of you know, okay, a thing. But then you watch the Flintstones in the '50s, and they're literally running advertisements where Fred Flintstone is smoking cigarettes. So it's like, <laughs> eh.
1: I don't know. I mean, so I
3: yeah, totally a kid show.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a kid show. I but what as a as a young man. And this, I guess, doesn't apply for you, James, because you weren't watching it, but Greg, you obviously were. I watched it. Yep. I was it what do you think was compelling to you at that age?
3: It was it was TGIF. And this goes to the root of TGIF that we would have talked about in the first season. I'm sorry, in the first episode of this season of the TV yearbook of the TV yearbook. This was a time, Friday nights. Families get together, mm. and you can put this television show on, and you know for a fact that there's not going to be this, this, or this garbage or this inappropriate stuff. You can trust this completely. Guys, I could turn on Full House Season One. I could pop in the DVD and do housework for the entire day. And I know, I know that there would not be one thing on there that would be inappropriate or. Or dicey, using standards for like a five-year-old.
0: Well, that's the only compelling thing for adults. But in terms of for kids, I think it's compelling, granted, in my limited experience, because the humor is directed so that my 10-year-old daughter is laughing hysterically through the whole episode. Right. (laughs) Like, it is so wholesome that parents don't have to worry about it. But its gear, the humor is so.
1: Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Juvenile? Nadir, Nadir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Pre juvenile. <laughs> I guess. Yeah.
0: I don't and know. I think I think those two things combined is what kept families coming back to that show at such a consistent basis.
3: I do think adults did laugh at this in the eighties. Just so you know.
1: I think so. Well, I mean, really I is. did laugh at some parts. Well, and they they had – they did a good job casting John Stamos and then uh, – the Because you're going to get – you are going to get people to watch just for him. And then um, Danny Tanner. And Lori Laughlin. And Lori Loughlin. Da- Danny Tanner, uh, played by Bob Saget, was a, a pretty successful comedian before this, I think, stand-up comedian. And um, he was supposed to have maybe OCD in the show. Is that I true? Don't know don't know he was kind of a neat freak always freaking out about germs
3: yeah danny tanner was a neat freak so when his kitchen gets a little messed up yeah he's a little
1: upset so it had it kind of plays to that element again like on paper if you're like all right the dad has ocd he's a widower and he has no idea how to raise these daughters without some help it's like that could be a drama right but they turn it into a comedy and they're running gags about his (laughs) uh about his neat freakness but mm-hmm. I, I am curious. I liked Uncle Joey, the character and the actor. What happened to him? Why did he never? He didn't really work again, right? What except What's for Dave the,
3: Coulier? Up to That's
1: he what, did do is that what
3: the question.
1: Yeah, do you guys? D- he did something else after this.
3: Are you hoping that he gets back with Alanis Morset?
1: Was no? Did, were they
3: together? Yes. No. no. Yes. Are you I'm serious? looking it up? They're both Canadian, eh? I'm looking it up. <laughs> you don't have to look it up. This is not. I'm not lying. I I really fact? cried
0: no. wolf a couple of times. This episode. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes, he,
2: you
1: definitely
0: according have. According to Wikipedia, he was never Did you say married? No, I didn't say married.
3: Oh. I said a rel- getting back together with. Together. I never right, said marriage. Hold on, let me look. Oh, I mean, the oh. word on the street is the, okay. the no, the, this it's uh it's true. The dicey no. lyric in the You Ought to Know song about a theater. It's rumored to be about Dave Coulier.
1: Is that right? I don't know the lyric you're talking about, but it sounds interesting. It's mm. the
3: one theater-related lyric in the song You Ought to Know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's hard for me to discern lyrics in songs. I don't have the gift. Well, discernment's a spiritual gift, though. I guess don't. I don't have it. I don't have it. But he did. Okay. When I was... I was taking notes as I was watching, and he spoke during one episode. I think it was the best episode. And it sounded like Bill Murray to me, just like not looking. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Uh, Did you know that he voiced the Bill Murray character in the animated Ghostbusters cartoon?
3: I did not. Yeah.
1: So he did work again.
3: (laughs) Sounds like work. Good. I'm glad he found work. I like Dave Cuglia. He's awesome. I think... He was a fun addition to this show, and he got to do his voices. He got to do some comedy. There was an episode where he starred on Star Search with mm-hmm. Ed McMahon. Yes!
1: <laughs> <laughs> did, he do, did he do America's Funniest Home Videos or something like that? That was Bob Saga. Okay, I'm mixing him up. Um, Dave
3: Coulier did a show on Nickelodeon called Out of Control.
1: Out of Control? I don't remember that show.
3: I feel like I know too much about Dave Coulier.
1: You seem to know a lot. (laughs) (laughs) What about the Olsen twins? Where would they be without this show?
3: Oh, nowhere. My gosh.
1: Millionaires,
3: multi-millionaires.
1: They they never had to work again after this, somehow.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this was a real boon for them because, well, that was, that was the thing with the show. I mentioned it earlier as this, as this show went on, just like family matters became the Urkel and Carl show.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh This show became the Michelle show. Yeah. I said that in 1994. I know I said, it. I said it out loud. I was like, this is just the Michelle show and I didn't watch it anymore. Yeah. I didn't. Why would I watch it? Also I was getting a little bit out of the age range yeah. for, for this to be, like enjoying the pre juvenile humor of it. But the Olsen twins, this show obviously made them and they have done so, so well for themselves. Haven't heard from them recently. They yeah. didn't they didn't join Fuller House, I know that, but it's good to see that people are uh Fuller House are still doing something, right? And Lori Laughlin
1: made a big comeback, not in a good way.
3: You know, I really appreciated in the first episode when uh, she was helping young people succeed and reach their goals. I really appreciated <laughs> that. <laughs> Stephanie was a student who was having some trouble. And uh, she brought her into her apartment and said, here's here's the best course of action to reach your goals.
1: How would you though? Okay, imagine that you're <laughs> Lori Laughlin's agent and she's trying to make a comeback. Scrub that, you know, give it, give it a little PR job. How would you get her back on TV? Star,
0: have her host a reality show about uh, collegiate rowing. <laughs>
1: she already, she must know a lot.
3: Yes. We, we pit regular Joes against collegiate athletes <laughs> to see who is an athlete and who is lying. <laughs>
1: America, you get to vote. Which of these athletes has an actual scholarship.
3: In any case, I think that she is going to be fine and she'll be doing Hallmark movies movies before you know it. But overall, this show Full House, I would say it was certainly less funny than my memory. I mean, I remember Mm -hmm. some early episodes from season like three, like first watch episodes that I, of course, as a young child, thought were hilarious, just Mm -hmm. absolutely funny. Like there's this episode when... DJ and Stephanie, they ram a pole through the wall of Danny's room and they come up with this song. He's our dad. He's got a really clean room and he keeps it that way with a mop in the room. Mm. Dad, dad, he's our dad. It's a cool song. Mm, um, sounds
0: great.
2: Mm.
3: No, it's terrible. And I watched <laughs> that one scene to prepare for this
2: mm.
3: and I'm just like, how did I think this was funny? But I was eight. so
1: <laughs>
3: It was hilarious when you're eight. <laughs> Not when you're 28, 38, 48, or really over 13. Just
1: the, yeah.
3: But I was glad to watch it and bring back some memories, but, yeah, eh.
1: It does, the show as a whole, I was thinking about it, it, does capitalize on the Mr. Mom vibe, you know? Like, we're making light of dads being in charge of the kids. Like, that's that's the joke, you know? um or uh
3: making fun of them though well like this is making light of it yeah but unlike a lot of those movies they're not making fun of it
1: capitalizing on awkward dad daughter moments it was i I guess a reoccurring Mm -hmm. theme and you know three men and a baby just like you know (laughs) what do i what's the right thing to do here and you're right that you know generally there's he does the dad in the show at least here does know what to do meant much of the time, like the best episode.
3: It is fun to think that Steve Gutenberg might pop his head through the door one time and say, can I find work here? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Steve Gutenberg. Oh yeah. It was uh, certainly a a quick point. Uh, Bob Saget uh, passed away a, a couple of months ago as the, as of the time of this recording And uh, so certainly watching him on Full House, like he did a good job. Like you could tell he was a caring dad on the show. Uh, Now his comedy outside of the show was (laughs) just drastically different than his persona as. Not for the Full House. Very wholesome.
1: Wholesome in a different way.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, but it was, it was nice to see him and, and his interactions with Joey and his interactions with Uncle Jesse like those three, they make a pretty good tandem they make a fun tandem yeah. and it was appropriate for the time
0: period I would say Yeah. well speaking of Bob Saget I have a little trivia for Bob Saget mm-hmm. and it's, it is what do Bob Saget and Mr. Miyagi what relates those two to each other
2: Mm. Do
0: you guys know this? They Could are be... both Presbyterian. <laughs> nope. It was Bob Saget's <laughs> first feature-length movie called Full Moon High. Oh. Which uh, which also starred uh, Pat Mor- Pat Morita. Yeah. Yep. Mister Miyagi. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, who was also in a movie called Time Master with <laughs> Duncan
3: Riggs, who was
0: wrote
1: no. 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 <laughs> So. It's a different oh, season. No. cannot
3: bring up Star Trek The Next Generation characters the rules. from season seven. Uh, uh, I've been waiting Stop so, so
0: long to get to that. <sighs> oh, you've been waiting so long. Hey, it's the season finale. <laughs> sure okay. is. I got I to gotta bring it in there somehow. Good job. Uh, All right. Are we done with this? Can we move on
3: to our awards? I think, I think so. it's award time, gentlemen. Let's do this.
0: Well, just like your yearbook has superlative awards, we here at the TV Yearbook like to give our own awards. For those of you who are new to the podcast, we give out awards at the end of each episode, and our flagship superlative award is the Extra Mile. Because it's a hard job acting in Hollywood, many pay their dues by being an extra, and when you're an extra, and you're on screen for five seconds, you need to make it count. So this award goes to the actor that went above and beyond, or went the extra mile, to stand out in some way.
3: So who has an extra mile for the show? I do. We don't have a lot of extras in either of these episodes. But I would love to give my extra mile award to the shoe salesman uh, at the beginning of the second episode. And the reason why I want to give him the award is because... He was uh, the only extra?
2: Well... (laughs)
3: Uh, Michelle had her little friend as well but, That's true.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, but the shoe salesman was really the only extra because the friend makes some appearances and extra in other episodes as far as I could tell this one minute scene with the shoe salesman was the only time I looked him up on IMDB and I would love to share some sweet facts with you mm. Mm. I cannot oh.
2: <laughs> but uh,
3: I loved him because he was in the dressing room <laughs> He looked in the mirror, and then he noticed the moose, and he said, let's do this.
2: I
1: and, need that all over my body, <laughs> everywhere. Uh-huh. Well, I want moose I <laughs>
3: everywhere. Really, from shoe to head. <laughs> but his hair uh, looked exactly like Robert De Niro in the movie Jackie Brown seen that oh, yeah. it also looks like uh shia labeouf when he hosted snl back in 2008 <laughs> like those like that hair but he's like a 62 year old man and it just slicked all the way back yeah. and so after he looked at the moose in the dressing room he's like let's do this let's go. and and I, I thought that was great
1: my extra mile award goes to not an extra but the <laughs> wardrobe uh, person in charge of wardrobe who was really eager to make sure that we saw some pretty cool sweaters in the first episode. I don't know if you picked up on Stephanie's sweater in I particular, did. but Man. what, was that a magic eye sweater? I mean, what was going on there? So hourglasses movement. I don't know uh, what was going on, but somebody's trying to do some some extra special things for us with the, uh, with the wardrobe call-outs there. So that's where my extra mile goes.
0: Well, my extra mile goes in the worst episode, and it's not going to the sound effects guy mm. uh, because he gets the most likely to pawn off responsibility to a child <laughs> award. <laughs> but my extra mile, it goes to the unknown 12-year-old boy who got to run the sound effects machine for the nightmare <laughs> sequence. <laughs> Full of suction cup noises, <laughs> spring boings, and Greg the bump bum, bum, oh. gopher head. So congrats to little Kevin or Stuart or whatever his name was for not wasting his moment. Yeah.
2: Mm,
3: that's a good award. He definitely made it shine and i just have one more award to give and and it relates to the full house so our second episode uh jesse uncle jesse and aunt becky they live in the attic they have a big room in the attic that's where they're and then off to the side that's where the twins bedroom is um so my award is most likely to draw the ire of the local fire marshal Mm. because that child's bedroom is non-conforming yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe i'm just adulting too much but all i could think of is like there's only one exit yeah. there's only one exit it's the children's room and you might as well just put him in a basement without an egress window because i <laughs> oh, that's the only thing i could think of so if the fire marshal walked into this house and he would look around and be like oh so this is a full house. No one would laugh for one thing because he would immediately take action to do something. So I believe the entire like family is most likely to draw the anger and wrath of the local fire marshal.
0: Yeah. Well, they would already have on their record the gross negligence of letting a child drive a car through the house.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I, car's I patched, driven
3: through your house. <laughs> just,
1: just buff that out of the house.
3: <laughs> just buff it right out.
1: Greg, I feel like you just turned into a progressive commercial. And <laughs> <laughs> we just have Flo peeking around the corner. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right, well, I think that uh, does it for our episode. Our next episode will be season four, <laughs> which uh, we haven't planned yet, have we?
3: Season 4 is going to be exclusively Star Trek series.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, It'll just be the two hosts. (laughs) (laughs) I I will find something else to do. (laughs) It's going to be all candles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyway we would like to remind you to check us out on facebook twitter or instagram at, at the tv yearbook you can email us also at the tv yearbook at gmail.com and you can find us on patreon please reach out to us and let us know what you think of the show and also we would love it if you would rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts we pay attention to those reviews and we would love to hear from you and speaking of reviews greg how was jackson's hole? Of grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong grape. on all counts. <laughs> grape hole. <laughs> mm. uh, the grape hole in Jackson.
3: Gentlemen, let me tell you about this first off. Mm. This is, as you see, a Grand Teton grape is the flavor. Mm. This is Jackson Hole Soda, pure mm. cane sugar, batch brewed. Oh. Batch mm. brewed. What does, what that, does that mean? mean? Mm. I don't know. I would have Googled it, but
1: whatever. Sounds good. Uh,
3: <laughs> but first off, this is a lot of fun because on the side it says... Do you have some old Frontier family photos? (laughs) Want to see them on our labels and packaging? Mm -hmm. Whoa. High quality images to www.jacksonwholesoda.com. So so you can get on the bottle. Like these people right here. Old Frontier images. So So if if I I... go
0: to those like old Western photography places, you know, where the whole family like dresses up, you can send that in and get on the bottle.
3: I think so. Are, are the three of us going to do this? Oh, man. Ooh.
0: Might oh
2: as well.
3: Yes. I mean.
2: Mm-hmm. This...
3: But <laughs> as for the soda itself, always, as always, it's nice to start with a good comparison and also a story. So when I was a kid, uh, we would go to the local <laughs> insurance agent's God. office that we do uh, down in uh, a rural part of the South. That uh, and... you cut
1: your hole. <laughs> it sounds so sad already. <laughs>
3: But they had the old timey yeah. soda machine where you literally pull the soda bottle out, and it's a glass bottle. Oh yeah! Ooh, and gentlemen, yeah. what was always my choice? Uh, grape
0: soda. Sun
1: Drop.
3: No, grape soda. Welch's. Welch's, Welch's grape grapes. soda. It's that's a good Soda. Mm. Glass bottle. Cold Welch's on a hot Southern day.
1: Oh, it's yeah, this so was so disgusting. Was great. So when we, <laughs> <Dob> <laughs> just ate I hate the grape, grape soda, don't like anything <laughs> grape besides actual grapes i like actual grapes
0: what about the health benefits of shoving a grape in your hole
1: i haven't i haven't participated in that event yet well a new adventure lies before you i'm still maturing so don't give up on me
3: are the grapes connected like beads that's terrible
0: it could be a whole bunch you just oh you just yeah it's more of a bunch it it's a bunch
3: effect <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> so drinking this bottle of Grand Teton grape, it actually brought me back. I would say it was comparable to Welch's. And mm. uh, the thing that I really, really enjoyed about this uh, was not just the taste, which was delightful, but the nostalgia. Because I don't drink grape soda anymore because I'm an adult.
2: <laughs> 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 I, <knew>. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do but i would
3: i would like to know what other flavors jackson whole soda has because hey i just ordered this randomly from a craft soda website this is delicious this is tasty this is comparable to welch uh comparable to welch's and so i would suggest that uh and since it is brewed and bottled in the usa Oh. From Jackson, Wyoming, mm. which uh, which I've been to. I've been to Jackson, Wyoming. Mm. It's a very, very nice place. Been been to Grand Tracker. Tetons. So it also brings that memory in as well. So overall, uh, this batch brewed Grand Teton grape is delightful. How's that for a review? Very good. Can
0: you um, slam that bottle down on the table just a couple more times? Yeah. And... <laughs> And do Check. that while you're talking mid-sentence. That would really be helpful. This soda is so flippin' good, oh.
1: gentlemen. So, so adamant. Yep. There,
0: there it
3: is.
1: Understood it is. all of it.
3: The bottle broke. <laughs>